Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Fine. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week selected by GR Dad is the German Mule. <laughs> so mules, as longtime listeners of the podcast or cocktail aficionados will know, is ginger ale with some kind of spirit in it, usually a squeeze of lime. Do you know which one was the first? Um, the first one I heard of was the Kentucky Mule. The Kentucky Mule, yeah. Yeah, but then there's the Mo which has bourbon in it. I think the Moscow Mule was the first. Probably. Which is vodka. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the Dark and Stormy, which is a rum mule. So it just twirls up the whole mule part. It, and it's not from a geographic region, right? So, but like a Mexican mule should be with tequila. <laughs> there, That is a thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So the Moscow Mule with vodka makes sense. Yeah. There's a gin mule. We talked about this one other time on the podcast, and I was like, I don't know if a gin mule has a name. And a bunch of people were like, Yes, a gin mule totally has a name. What's it called? The English mule? <laughs> Something like that. It should be called the Brit British. It's the <laughs> imperial, the colonial mule. Uh, there's a gin gin mule. They think that's kind of what you call it sometimes. That's oh, not a British mule. A gin gin because it's ginger. I'm just and saying. Gin. Be consistent and call it a country. A British mule. Or a yeah conglomeration of countries so ingo sent me i don't know if it was a reel or a TikTok, but could, some, yeah it could have been both right yeah. these days uh so some video of a of these guys making a german mule and i was like what are you going to put in a german mule and i'm watching it and the answer is ginger ale ginger beer lime juice and jägermeister <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's a that, that that works in americans context yes so um yeah it's a Jägermeister mule. I made it tonight. Um, I don't like it, but I don't like Jägermeister. But it's it's like not a bad drink if you like Jägermeister. It is good if you like Jägermeister. Ginger works with like every liqueur. Liquor. Yeah. It's just, it makes everything fine or better. Yeah. Actually better because mm -hmm. ginger itself is worth drinking. It's delish. Yeah. So it's good. It, it tastes a little bit like Jägermeister, but not, you know, punch you in the face Jägermeister. And uh, it's got ginger. Which is which is nice. Yeah. So I, I'm in favor. I mean, if you're gonna have a mule, might as well have a German mule. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, but hey, <laughs> well, you do you, Ingo. Which would be a Maultia. 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 Maultia is a mule. Yes, but it means mouth animal. <laughs> <laughs> Maul is animal mouth, <laughs> so it's animal mouth animal. <laughs> All right. Um, it's time for Administrative Corner. I love Administrative Corner. I've been waiting all week to get back to Administrative Corner. We have many, many items under Administrative Corner this week. Um, the first one, which I just found out we could add to Administrative Corner today, is that my book that I've been talking about for two frigging years is now available for pre-order from your favorite bookstore. It, everything else pales in comparison. Everyone, stop the podcast, stop the car, pull over. Go look at the title of this book. Look at the cover art on this book. <laughs> it is glorious. Maybe I shouldn't even tell you what it is because it is, you'll, your eyes will pop, your heart will sing. It, it's very beautiful. I'm so happy. So we, the book is called The Purest Bond, which I think I've said. Um, and it's by me and my co-author and now friend, Stacey Kalina. We didn't know each other before we wrote the book. Like we, I just interviewed authors and um, it turns out she lives like two miles from our house in Maryland. I interviewed people all over the country. Small world. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, you live there? Like I run past your house all the time. Um, so 
Yeah. So we, we wrote this book and then we were talking about the cover and I'm like, you know, it's all about our bond with our dog. I'm like, we need a dog, like a really cute dog, like making eye contact, like looking super cute. And I was like, are you going to give it away? It's on the web right uh, now. You can just look at it. All right. All right. All right. Spoiler. So, <laughs> I mean, we already talked on the podcast that I got to take the cover photo. Imagine just looking for it and being surprised by the awesomeness but go ahead you're right but you're i right, mean right. yeah so everybody knows that i took a picture of vink <sighs> and now you get to see the picture oh. it's got like this turquoise blue background so and good beautiful vink on it 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 turned out beautifully so i'm like extra proud that i got to take the cover photo like i feel like a real photographer um but it's available for pre-order so it comes out november 14th but we want to get our book on the New York Times bestseller list because I want to make one of those little things to hang on the wall that's got like a picture of the book cover and then like the clipping from the New York Times bestseller list with like my name on it <laughs> and then hang that up on my wall. Look, if any one of these right wing clowns can do it, you can do it. I so the, I dated one guy in high school. That is the entirety of my high school <laughs> dating career. I dated him for three years. It was a mistake. We should have broken up after like two weeks. But mm -hmm. whatever. Negative two weeks. And he he was not a dumb guy. I mean, he was like good at school, but he thought he was like a once in a genius, once in a generation kind of genius. And we, I don't. I mean, he would tell people this. Yes, I, he didn't he, just think. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the podcast, but I don't want to like talk too much smack. Fair around. enough. He was also like fifteen, right? And like, I don't know if he's better or not now, but I don't need to hold him to. I was not my best self in high school either. I certainly was not. Um, it, <laughs> can can I take a diversion from my diversion? <laughs> so, there was this girl who was like <laughs> your your choice, dealer's choice. <sighs> There was this girl who like hated me in high school. She was like two years older than me, maybe. From like the first minute she met me, I was like her mortal enemy. I, I bring this up here because like the guy that I dated in high school, like a, a week before he asked me out my freshman year, he had asked this girl out and she told him no. And then he asked me out and then we started dating. However, that works when you're 14 and 15. And uh, she seemed like mad about it. But like, he would gladly have gone out with her. Yeah, she she said she no said to him, no. and now she's mad that he <laughs> said he took her at face value. I mean, it's weird. Do you see this stuff going on right here with Remy and Guac? Yeah, they might be both bored enough to play with each other, and there might be no tennis balls in sight. They just like walked up to each other in the living room and and were like looking at each other's face and wagging their tails. Like I've never seen them do that before. Huh. All right. Well, that's like the third third line of diversion so so this girl all right so like my high school boyfriend asks her out she says no he had made her this like love song mixtape very 90s yeah i've i've made some in my day mm -hmm. i don't think i've made any but have received i made one for including you. the one that he made for her so he made it for her and she said no and so then he's like here love song mixtape and for you to me <laughs> <laughs> just, like he probably peeled off the sticker that said he didn't, even, so he didn't so. call it number two no <laughs> just like, like literally the same cassette tape like, like crossed, crossed out, out her name, her name. <laughs> <laughs> <Or Jenna. laughs> there's already three cross outs <laughs> anyway like she she was in a lot of the same activity you know, she was in the band and all of this small stuff. high school uh and she just like would go out of her way to make my life hard and like stare at me and you know like tell me i couldn't do stuff and she was just awful and and the story about this that i think makes it stand out most have i told this story 
don't, I don't know stuff? what you're going to ask. <laughs> I mean, I know I've told you. I just don't know if I've told on the podcast. Sorry, everyone, if I'm repeating this story, but it still bugs me a lot. So when I was in high school, like they were talking about allowing band to count towards your GPA because it was a class that you would take. But whatever, when I started, it didn't count towards your GPA calculation. Oh. And then they were debating, do they want to add that? Because there's lots of kids in the band who like aren't necessarily getting great grades in their other classes, but they're like working hard and doing well in band. And why I shouldn't... I mean, they let phys ed count. Yeah, like why... Sh actually, phys ed did not count oh, towards never mind. either, but still. Undermines Margaret. <laughs> but like, why shouldn't your A in band where you're like learning stuff and working hard can increase your GPA? right yep and she was like i am you know very opposed and like tried to organize this whole movement which did not work against having band count towards your gpa because band was not an honors class and so if you got an a in band it counted as like a 4.0 towards gpa but if you got an a in an honors class it was whatever like a 4.5 like four, an a plus was 4.8 yeah four five a plus in an honors is 4.8 yeah and so she's like, so, you know, if I want to be valedictorian, if I want to get into college that I want to do, I have to have the highest possible GPA. And it will actually bring my GPA down if I get an A in band and it gets factored in. By what, one class in four years, right? The average goes down. <laughs> I mean, I know how averages work, right? Yeah. You, you, may, you, <laughs> she just couldn't get an A in band. That was her problem. <laughs> she was getting an A in band, mm -hmm. but she was getting A's in all of her other classes, but they were honors classes. That was, so the, the A, the 4.0 A would bring it down. God. So it's like, so God. easy to look back and go, colleges know this, that it's, and they, they know exactly what's going on and they don't care. So I think about this girl because I, one of my friends, um, her dad died. This is quite a while ago. And, uh, don't, does Vink need to go out? Okay. Okay. And we're back. Um, so picking up where I left off, um, I had a friend and her dad died and this girl from high school who also knew this friend and they interact as an adult. It's like, again, I don't want to give a lot of everybody's details just in case, but there is like a sport that they participated in. And the high school friend, uh, my friend whose dad died was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to go to this like national event for the sport. And this girl from high school was like, well, it's a good thing that you're not defending your title like I would be. And I was like, that is like the bitchiest, most self-centered thing I've ever heard anybody say. So I think about this girl from high school a lot because like I'm still mad like 10 years later I don't I don't know exact timing but like a lot of years later that she said that I don't even know if it upset my friend whose dad died but it like made me really mad and so I looked this girl up a couple weeks ago the high school girl who did not like me and I was like you know maybe that was just an inartful comment that she made to my friend and she also should not be held to the standard of how she was in high school because none of us were at our best. Yep. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and see what she's up to now. You're nice. I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I found her Twitter page. And um, so she's a Trumpy, number one. Well, no, she's a Tea Party member, not necessarily Trumpy, <laughs> but just to kind Ooh. of <laughs> Ooh. paint a little picture here. And then, like, she she tweets some dumb tweet. I don't even know what it was. And someone <laughs> is like, this is a bad take. You are clearly not very smart. And she's like, I'm a member of Mensa, and my IQ is this, and that means that I'm in, like, the top 1% of, like, all people in terms of my intelligence. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're one of those. Ugh. And then I found this tweet 
like for the anniversary of the Gulf War, like it was the anniversary of the first Gulf War. Mm-hmm. It was like whatever, must have been like 30 years ago today when this tweet was. Yeah. Because it was 91, right? The Gulf War. The yeah. Gulf War was 91. So it must have been like a tweet. The first Gulf War, right? The, the first Kuwait, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it must have been like a 2021 tweet. And, uh, you know, CNN or something was like, today is the 30th anniversary of the beginning of the first Gulf War. And she tweets like, I remember when that happened, you know, I was like studying for my test at home and I remember watching it on TV and coming into school and like they were showing it uh, like on TVs out in the hallway. And then she goes, I still set the curve for my Spanish three exam. <sighs> what an insufferable, like, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like there's so many <sighs> levels there, right? Like. Like you have, you're talking about the Gulf War and it has to be about you making a point about how smart you are. And also you're like closing in on 50 lady and you're bragging about your Spanish three exam score. She set the curve. She set the curve. What does that even mean? (laughs) I don't even care what that means, but I don't Mm. exactly understand it. It means nothing except that she's, she can't live without self-inflating. And like, that's very much her, her Twitter feed is her trying very hard to convince everybody how smart she is by going like, no, but look, I'm smart. Like I got this score in like AP bio and (laughs) and it's all like high school stuff. (laughs) She did go to college and graduated, but she is not doing any. She didn't go to Harvard law school or anything. She, I mean. (laughs) Like Elle Woods. I'm just saying it was that movie. There's that movie. What? Like it's hard. (laughs) Thank you. At least that would be charming. <laughs> um, look, there's a lot of people, <laughs> smart people who didn't go to college. So it's not that, right? But it's not like, oh, she has. Oh, pursued... I was just thinking of insufferable people, except L. Woods. <laughs> Harvard Law School came to mind. That's all I meant. <laughs> uh-huh. um, anyway, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so, you know, some people really are the same as they were in high school. Yeah. I don't know if my high school boyfriend who asked this curl out before me is the same as he was in high school or not. So I don't want to hold him to that standard, but coming back to... Ooh, we've closed one paren. That, that's closed. So coming back to the high school boyfriend, <laughs> I remember telling him, I must have been like a junior and he was a senior. And um, I had gotten an internship at Fermilab, which is a national, one of the national labs. It's an, a physics lab. They have an accelerator. They invented the atomic bomb. You might as well just say it. That's the University of Chicago. Well, Rico Fermi, though, the guy it's named after. Yeah, I mean, and, they're all kind of connected. the Fermilab is where they were putting stuff together. So um, I had gotten a summer internship at Fermilab, which kind of blew everybody's mind, right? Like this high school girl going out there to get this internship. And and I at the time, I wanted to be a physicist. And I remember telling my boyfriend, um, yeah, you know, I would really like to win a Nobel Prize someday. And he was like, you're setting your sights too high. Like, that's never going to happen. Like, you really need to aim lower. <laughs> Huh. And I remember going like, wow, I understand at 17 that it is unlikely that I will win a Nobel Prize, but I'm not sure why we need to have this conversation that like you're setting yourself up for failure and you really need to aim lower. What <laughs> dour circumstances were those, right? Well, that's not very realistic, actually. There's only 10 of those every year, and there's only so many years. And how would you actually proceed to that? It's, I think God, it's more it's, just like you're says, not smart enough to win a Nobel Prize. Why would you think that's a thing that you could do? It's, it's, it's bad on every level, on every single level to just be like, 
here's my dream. We, I used to have a college roommate who used to go, you had this dream and you it gently floated out of your hands and you let it go heavenwards and he just shot it down with a shotgun. <laughs> Boom. I mean, like, if I were like, um, you know, like right now, like, uh, you know, and go, I think I want to win a Nobel Prize. I mean, at least I'm an academic now. You'd be like, that's awesome. Kick ass. Like, of course. Seriously. Like, but if someone is like, whatever, like they're not doing anything like vaguely academic and they're like 50 years old, 60 years old, and they're like, I'm going to win a Nobel Prize. You still frankly can be like, I hope you do it, man. Like, that's fucking Especially great. Especially if you're dating them or married to them. But it, you have, have some heart, guys. Certainly at 16 or 17. Don't go like, I think you're aiming too high. <laughs> that is the opposite. Chase your dreams. Nah. <laughs> Adjust your dreams. You suck. Life you're not good sucks. enough to do that. <laughs> That's too hard. <laughs> Which, like, look, I'm not going to win a Nobel Prize. Yeah. So technically he's right. Yeah. But still. You still have a pulse. You might win a Nobel Prize. I might win a Nobel Prize. Who knows, man? Maybe I'll. They give I'll them to humans. Vink, you're out of luck. But they Sorry, give Vink. them to humans. We're humans. Uh, but anyway, so not that I ever debated. I don't know. We may have had a conversation about making New York Times bestseller list or not. And I don't know if he. Oh, you're closing the parenthesis. This is so I'm good. Closing it. Yeah. This is so just, good. It would be satisfying for, like, all the haters. <laughs> to be in the new york times bestseller list it's not the only reason to want to do it but it, it would be nice can i be shallow like that it would be nice to it, silence the haters it pisses off the people who think it's a big deal for the wrong reasons yes right that, yes. that you would get it and they wouldn't yeah like a lot of people will just be genuinely happy a lot of people <laughs> don't think it's a, like won't understand it exactly but then there are people who just kills them that it's not them every time because that's yes. something that they value extra irrationally much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something like that. There's something there. You can really, besides the obvious great thing of having it, it's a great little dig that you have to do nothing else about. All right, let me do like one more petty little sidetrack here. <laughs> when I was looking up this girl who hated me, she was bragging about like she had won like a short story context contest that like i think the library in her little town ran it, and i was like as a high her. school student no no just recently oh wow yes that's even okay and i was like that's interesting and so i clicked through to the contest and she did win the contest and i read her story and the story was um and again i'm going to omit some details here if anybody really wants this story like you dm me and i'll send it to you <laughs> uh, but so it's a woman working a job that this girl well now adult used to work so her mm -hmm. job like after college was the job of the main character in the story so the main character is clearly her and she's um stopped like at a truck stop because of bad weather and she's like truckers are scary but it's weird because the truckers in here seem kind of nice <laughs> i don't want to open my laptop though because it might attract the wrong kind of attention and and she's like this character in the story is like super condescending to the wait staff like super condescending and then all the like trucker characters are there to kind of support her narrative so one of them just like walks up to her and is like yeah you got to be careful of, like this weather and she's like i wonder why he was so nice to me and it's like literally nobody's just gonna like walk up to you <laughs> sitting at your table and like say shit to you so you can be like oh i wonder that's weird and she's like and then some of the truckers had books and i was like truckers don't read books and then like the waitress comes up and she's like the character says like those truckers have books and the waitress is like yeah i don't really understand what they do but like those guys bring books in here and then they talk about their books <laughs> it's just like and, and she's oh. like oh oh and then 
like the truckers are like talking about the book and the waitress comes back to fill up her coffee and she's like yeah they're talking about like a cave or some shadows and the main character's like oh that's Plato and the waitress is like oh I wouldn't know what that is and the main character's like well it's just one of the most like influential works <sighs> of like literature ever written like you should know what it is like everybody should know what it is but I don't understand why the truckers know what it is and then like that one of the truckers is like walking out and he like stops and he's like I bet you wonder why we've got these books here oh my goodness no way <laughs> it's 100% and and uh, he's like, well, you know, we didn't get to go to college, but we still want to read like the good books. We got a list and we all, you know, read them and then get together and talk about them once a month. And she's like, an important lesson was learned that day. What was it? <laughs> that, that like, wow, like some people read books, even though they're not the people that you think might read books, even if though you think that people who drive trucks and work in diners are fucking morons some of them are actually capable of reading a book and who won the second prize of this competition eighth, i should go look an like an eighth grader about what oh i did on God. my summer vacation <laughs> she came close to winning <laughs> i am sure this girl does not think about me anymore which is totally fine i do would love to have her not cross into my life i have not read her twitter feed since like that first spelunking that i did um i like it but I, that's good because it's a cave <laughs> I do kind of like the idea that she was like very proud of like what an awesome writer she is because she ran this contest with that story and then somebody it's going to go through like the chain of our high school right that they'll be the high school crowd will be very proud that I make the New York Times bestseller list and it's going to get in front of her and then she's going to be really mad <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like Newman except it'll be like Goldbeck dagger <laughs> That, I mean, that's it, right? I just want, I want the haters to hate themselves More. a little bit. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> I think you're not creating anything new. You're just fanning already existing neuroses. You guys, I know that's so petty, but I'm allowed a little bit of pettiness <laughs> in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to make the New York Times bestseller list, it looks like for the week that our book is coming out, you need to sell like on the order of 10,000 copies of the book. So that's sort of what we're going for. Oh, I already pre-ordered more. Is that bad? That's fantastic. Um, I'm not sure I how could, we're going to afford that. I paid with a that. credit card or several credit cards. It's $28 a book. Can I return them? That It's like <laughs> more than a quarter million dollars worth of books that you just ordered. Well, there's a lot of credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it actually, while we were podcasting, my co-author texted me that today we are the number 522 best-selling book on Amazon today. That's pretty good That's since pretty it hasn't good. come out yet. <laughs> I, I know. It's pretty good. Um, I'm not going to flog it too much, but we are working on... So questions that people have asked. Um, will it be available in country X, which is not the U.S. or Canada? Uh, we're working on it. You have to sell like international rights. So it's definitely going to be available in Poland. We sold the Polish rights really early. Um, and um, they're working on like the U.K. and Australia and Germany and all of that. So hopefully soon. If you're international and like you can't get it on pre-order where you are, just wait because the international rights are probably going to come. Um, People asked about autographing and book tours. Um, there's definitely going to be a book tour. The, this uh, is amazing. The Simon & Schuster marketing team, so Simon & Schuster is our publisher, they are they get in touch and like push the fall books with their indie bookstore partners in, I think, the end of March. And so I told them specifically to look, you know, obviously at D.C., here in Key West, um, Boston, because I'm like, I'm going to Harvard. And so I feel like we should do an event in Cambridge and Chicago. Um, 
so those are all places on the list where they're going to actively try. Oh, and Honest Dog Books in Wisconsin. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'd love them. And uh, so those are places that they're going to push to try to have stuff. And then, you know, we'll just see what happens. Ideally, at least for the East Coast ones, a dog might come with me. Not all dogs. I think one. the only one can be Vink. I, th I think it would be Vink also. She's the girl. Vink. You're the cover model Vink. But she also travels fairly well and she has all her limbs and she's not diabetic and i mean yeah. there's all these good reasons why she's fine walk is just a little crazy and giant yeah she, you could probably squeeze her in an airplane at this point she's so she's so thin your tiny bank we get you wet we'll get you under the seat <laughs> so so there will be a tour more info to come on that um and then in terms of paw printing and autographs we are working on that um we have had some preliminary discussions about how to make it happen and uh, right now, actually today, my co-author and I were emailing with our editor to get a meeting on the books, hopefully for next week to talk about that. So there will be forthcoming info about paw printing and stuff for the books. So I, I think we've missed an opportunity. We could have kept Hopper's leg just for paw prints. <laughs> we had to send the leg to the Morris Animal Foundation. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> we could have kept the, the lower part, the, the, the non-cancerous part. I have uh, an impression of her paw from the missing leg. Yeah, like, you did try to do that. I was like, cast. she's going to lose this leg, so I'm going to paw print the foot. So I've got it. It's in my office. It's a bit mushy, though. I mean, it's not as it's not a crisp oh. stamping template. Yeah, I think that's probably right. That's the only problem. I mean, we can't recreate the leg from it either. <laughs> that's true. Um, Although... We are getting our brace, perhaps. Well, that is for dog updates. We are on item one of four in administrative <gasps> corner. There's four? Yeah. Usually you're just like, you can't wait to run away from administrative this corner. This podcast is literally the length of our normal podcast, and we are not out of administrative corner yet. I like hang out in administrative corner, and you're running away to like know. next dog updates, and I'm still hanging out here, you know, finishing my last beer, and you're just like, no, forget <laughs> about it. Okay, so that's that's the book. Um, item number two in administrative corner. If you ordered a guaco pin, they have all shipped as of this weekend. Thank you for your patience. We like ran out of envelopes and we ran out of other stuff. And so now they're all on their way. If you don't get them, um, say by the beginning of next week, if you're in the U.S., let me know. The international ones take longer, obviously. I mean, we put a severe strain on the Florida Keys postal system. <laughs> it is not the most reliable either. They, so. are, they are working on a shoestring and, and the few hundred extra envelopes, I think, breaks <laughs> them. Okay, so they're on their way. Um, item number three is is just sort of a, a thing I've wanted to mention. So I often am like, oh my God, Hopper D-Dog, you're the best. The best. The best. The best. The best is a thing I say a lot. Yep. And a lot of you will write like, that's the best. Like D-E space B-E-S-T. Mm. But I just wanted you all to know that it's not D-E, it's T-E-H. Like you're spelling the wrong. This is an etymology lesson. Yeah. The best. <laughs> I know it sounds like the best, but it's the best. It's like someone with dyslexia saying the, which is not the derivation, but it's like the, but te. Yeah, te best, because I miswrite the like that all the time. And we follow this account, or long ago followed this account, Puck Buddies, um, who would write about te gays. With a P like Peter. Puck Buddies. Puck Buddies. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so used to what it is that yes, it's good the, that you clarify the, that closeness is intentional by those guys yeah um you guys can definitely still write it de best but i want you to know i'm saying te best <laughs> all right ingo um what? item four in administrative this corner is great there's a visual aid so you're gonna have to hold on while i go get it 
Do I have to hold up a poster? Nope, you can just sit down. It's visual just for you. Uh, okay. Okay, we're right back. I'm closing my eyes. Yeah, Ingo's eyes are closed. I'm back. All right, hang on. Don't open them yet. I'm closing. Bring it over the visual aid. Whoa. Open your eyes. It's a butter candle. I uh, made this for Get it away from me. <laughs> God, that thing is unholy. Here no, you go. this is for dank Stone Age caves. I've made this butter candle for you. I made it. It's from animal fat. No, it's not. It's butter, which I guess technically is animal fat. <laughs> I think it's demonic. Oh, he's making a real bad face. I don't think it. I th- I There's just, a little bit of rosemary in there. You see the rosemary leaves? I can't believe you're burning butter. Again, the butter's not on fire. It's turning into plasma and then its constituent gases. I, I do accept that the butter is the fuel for the flame, but the, most of this butter is just getting melted. How could you... Wait, I'm sorry, Miss Harvard Chicago. <laughs> when you have a candle, you are burning wax. It's the a wax colloquial is- expression that describes maybe inaptly the thermodynamic <laughs> conversion from substance to heat and its constituent particulates and <laughs> gases for pete's sake we're burning why burning butter <laughs> the butter's not on fire uh, i think you're dancing on the head of a pin <laughs> with this stuff it is fire on a top of butter it fire just, on top of butter i'll go along with it just is so I don't know why it bothers me so much. I don't know. I think it's because I really like butter and I feel like you're violating the butter. All right, listen here. I brought you a little... Defiling it even. Bread hunk. Take this bread hunk. Uh-huh. And then as you can see here... It sees I do not want to dip it in that butter. concoction. Just to get a little bit on there. I am not... I don't, I don't want any part of this. Come on, just no, try a little bit. No, no. I made this for I you. will probably... Try. My soul will suffer if I stick Look at it. It's melted my, butter though. Melted but butter, just I, we have perfectly serviceable butter in the kitchen. Just try a little taste. Come mm. on, for science, for podcast science. Uh, this hurts me literally. Just not. I the, am a worse just person the now. Edge part there. Oh gee, I'm burning no, the bread. It's on fire. fire. <laughs> there, that's bread, what it's on fire. It's on fire. Okay, I mean, it should just taste like butter. Oh, <laughs> you haven't put it in your mouth. That's where you put the thing it's on black. the flame. That's because you put it in the flame. It's black. That's not how you're supposed to use the butter candle. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. How unlikely it is that the <laughs> bread that I'm dipping in the burning butter turns the touches a flame. Again, the butter is not on fire. <laughs> yeah, take a little nibble. It should just taste like... Tastes like licking a pan. Oh tastes like, you know, <laughs> your barbecue griddle licking the griddle. All right, all right. Delicious. Old grease. <laughs> Old, once used frying grease. <laughs> it was, it could be delicious butter, and instead you've made a, uh, an unnecessary, oh, uh, listen to that. That's not good. If I had a candle like that, I'd, I'd not use it. That's not a clean burn. <laughs> That's pollution. <laughs> all right. Oh, the Blowing indoor. Oh, no, the smoke is toxic. <laughs> The indoor air quality is now Yeah, our little, our little meter there is going Three go dogs just passed out. That's not true. All the flowers wilted. <laughs> <laughs> My ears itching. 
Uh, one of our friends of the squad, Tuesday Adams, is their handle says, please discuss the idea of put, placing lit butter candles on Christmas trees. Because <laughs> I think that would spread outrage across, evenly across the GR household. Yeah, I think we should do it in churches and people should dip their bread into the prayer candles. That, that's good, too. We should just do that. I sense a little sarcasm. There it's go. terrible. It's all defiling. If you're going to have satanic practices, why not just make them satanic? Full? It just feels so dirty to me to do this. <laughs> okay, well. I don't know why. It's food and you just lit it on fire. Again, the butter was not on fire. <laughs> Pit, By Saganaki, whose definition? Saganaki on fire. How about a match? Sure. Huh? This is a whole like little jar of butter. Mm-hmm cherry's jubilee on fire this butter a wick is on fire next to the butter and i understand it's using the butter as a fuel i was gonna say at the end of the day you won't have any butter left i mean that'd be a long day but yeah and you'll have soot understood but it's not like there's a flame like all the butter is a flame like would happen yes it's not a flaming shot it's not that kind of thing that's all i'm saying the butter's not on fire Okay, moving you're on. You're burning butter. <laughs> the butter may not be on fire, but you're burning the butter. All right. All right. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, ah, I feel terrible. This is. I made this for you. This is, I need more, rejected. I need therapy from this experience. I don't know why it messed me up so much. You've rejected my gift. I don't know why it messed me up. The idea of putting it on Christmas trees, one worse. Oh, okay, good. I agree that's worse. Why not just, you know. Hang a crucifix upside down too. You know that's fine. <laughs> I don't know why. It feels the same thing. It feels like the same way. Okay, you got feelings. <laughs> that's true. Uh, let's move on to dog updates. Okay. So you guys gladly for the for once, I'm happy to leave <laughs> what you have deemed administrative coroner item, shock ingo and outrage ingo. <laughs> uh, let me just say there is another butter item on tap for next week's administrative corner there will be no flames involved Ooh. oh no <laughs> i don't know what you're going to think about it so we'll see oh no okay Ooh. uh so dog updates is it butter soap no okay well then i'm then i'm fine yeah um the elevator repair guys were supposed to come last tuesday ingo was all <laughs> here you chewing that bread over there <laughs> Inga was like i was like hey the elevator guys are coming tomorrow and he's like well we'll see if they come and i was like i accept none of this negativity i bit my tongue after that okay. are you, you're right i had to be i was not gonna do that that's jerkish and yet your negativity still manifested our worst fears which was i was like called them at like 3 p.m and i was like you guys they're not here yet and the guy at the the elevator place was like yeah he's still in key west and i was like yeah it's been a month that we've been waiting for you guys to fix our elevator and uh he's like yeah he's still in key west he's like i guess i could find out if he's gonna make it to your house i was like why don't you do that and of course he called back and he's like yeah he's not gonna make it to your house um we can schedule you for two weeks from now on march 2nd and I'm like, you guys. We and called in January. I was like, I understand this is not your fault. And I don't want you to think that my frustration is at you because I understand you're managing a schedule. But you guys, like, <laughs> it's been a month. We have been carrying our dogs up and down the stairs. Like, are we are having to cancel stuff because of this. How is it that you're like, we'll try to show up in two more weeks? Like, what is up with that? And... And I'm like, I know that there's nothing you can do about this, but I'm very frustrated. <laughs> and, and I was like, there's nothing we can do. You know, like 
Well, no, because you guys have locked up the market on parts. And he said, you know, it's not us. It's the elevator manufacturer will only sell to like their authorized dealers. And this is the only authorized dealer. So it sounds like their hands are tied now. Could he be lying? Sure. No, but I, I think that's right. I'm not blaming Joe or whoever that was. Yeah. Uh, but Severia, what the heck, you guys? Like, uh, that would be six weeks without an elevator. And. Yeah. And Usually people who have elevators need them. Yeah, like we kind of need them too. Like not the same way as like a person in a wheelchair, right. but like our life does not work very well without an elevator. We have all these dogs because we have an elevator. Yep. Right? We wouldn't have bought this house or done this if we had had to just carry them around. So on top of that, I am doing a speaking event in New York on March 2nd. And I was like, Ingo why don't you come up to new york not dog related not dog related no you guys can't come it's like a private thing <laughs> uh so i'm like why don't you come up like we'll go up on march 1st which is when i would have to go anyway and like we'll have a fancy dinner and then you can just fly back down here on the morning of march 2nd you know it'll be 24 hours for the dogs to be with the dog center we can have a nice dinner in New York. I'll do my speaking event on the second and then go on to do my other stuff. Yep. So that's the plan. This was weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Weeks ago. So I got us dinner reservations at 11 Madison Park, which is a very fancy restaurant. It has three Michelin stars and you have to buy tickets. So this is a thing for some of these high end restaurants. You don't just make a reservation that you can cancel. You buy tickets. You cannot cancel the tickets. You can transfer them to somebody else. But that's it. Like you're locked you bought in. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You bought them. So when the elevator guys last week were like, yeah, we'll see you on March 2nd. I was like, March 2nd is the day after our dinner reservations. So that means the dog sitter would be here with them on March 1st with no elevator. There's no way we can have a dog sitter trying to carry these dogs up there's, and down the there's stairs. There's no way she's carrying especially ops. I mean, I can barely do it. I have hurt myself carrying her up and down the stairs because like, you know, I mean, I've got like little injuries that I'm trying to heal anyway. And then it's like, oh, pick up this 75 pound dog and carry her up and down the stairs, like I mean, aggravating. I mean, we can talk about how hard it is to pick her up and why. Because talk she rolls it. away from you. She <sighs> squirms. She doesn't have front shoulders the same way as a normal dog. <laughs> and she's sore there. So you can't you can't support her the same way because it would hurt her. Yeah. Um, and she she's just generally unhappy with the whole thing but mostly she tries to get away when you pick her up so you really have to deadlift her in a way that's terrible yeah and like as of a month ago hops could could go up and down the stairs okay by herself right um she would go down and like that you know that involves hopping down on her one front leg so like we'd watch her really closely going up doesn't really use that front leg at all so she could do the stairs fine um and then i kind of had a system with brody where i kind of push on his butt that just helps him a little bit going up it's and like he, a wheelbarrow yeah he does great i mean yeah. he uses the back legs i just take some of the weight off of them so so it's like okay that's gonna work but then hops hurt herself like two weeks ago um and this is just we're gonna get into the details of that what we're going to do about it later but it's that elbow has really severe arthritis and she heard it probably swimming and was in a ton of pain and now is still having a hard time like getting up and using it so she absolutely cannot go down the stairs by herself she can barely walk across the house by herself so we've had to carry her and so it's like well we can't go to dinner in new york and like have the dog sitter here having to carry the dogs i was like we're gonna have to 
cancel. Like we had these whole elaborate logistics. And then I was like, and he goes like, I think we're going to have to cancel that right now. I was like, I think so. I'm like, you know, I guess we could bring hops and Brody up to Maryland and because Inga was going to drive up to Maryland before this trip anyway. So you could bring them with and then they could stay at the house and we could have them at Old Town Pet Resort or have the Maryland dog sitter stay with them because that's just, you know, on one level. And then I'll be back. I'm coming back to Maryland like two days after with a dinner. And then like... You could fly I, back I, when I, I fly up. <laughs> we had, the logistics were so complicated. I was like, this is dumb. We I, should just skip this dinner. I think we would have ended up with like two dog sitters for six six nights between them or something in different locations combinations of me driving dogs flying <laughs> so without so dogs many. driving without dogs flying yeah. driving with dogs it was it was going to take like a 10 days to get everyone back down into here together and i was like this is just so we can have dinner like we can skip it <laughs> though you guys if i ever win the lottery i'm absolutely just like flying private everywhere with my dogs and it's going to be great oh yeah we're getting a helicopter and a plane. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we decided not to do that. And so it was like, okay, we're just going to have to cancel this trip. But but the optimist in me was like, I'm not going to cancel it quite yet. And today, like like an hour and a half ago, I get a call and someone's like, Miss Jennifer, hi. And I was like, hello, who the hell is this? <laughs> Miss Jennifer's a bad, that sounds <laughs> like a scammer. And he's like, this is so-and-so from Florida Lifts. And I was like, hi. And he's like, we got somebody coming down to the Keys and they're going to be at your house first thing tomorrow morning. And I was like, you are my hero <laughs> of the day. <laughs> so allegedly, yeah. tomorrow morning, first thing, they're going to fix our elevator. Will it actually be fixed? Who knows? Maybe they'll be like, oh, we didn't bring any parts down with us. It's a pretty good sign. I know, but it's a, it's a much progress. <clears throat> and I'm very pleased. before March 1st. But so like for my work trip, my work trip is flying me up to New York. And so I was like, look, I want the early flight from Key West to Newark. And then I was like, you know what? Like our elevator's broken, so we can't do the thing. So please put me on the slightly later flight from Key West to Newark. And she's like, fine. And then today I was like, okay, the elevator guy's back. Um, so can I please have the early flight again? But now if they don't fix it, I'm still staying on the early <laughs> flight. Like I'm like, I'm embarrassed that I've been this flaky. Um, <laughs> So that's the elevator update, but we put it in dog updates because this weekend Ingo was feeling kind of sick on Saturday and decided to quarantine in the RV just in case he was coming down with COVID or the flu not to get me sick. Turns out he was fine. Well, but I had flu-like symptoms, but I did not have COVID. I tested like a million times. A million times. And you didn't have the flu. You're yeah. fine. No. Um, so the first night he spent down in the RV, I was up here with the dogs and I had to carry hops downstairs and back upstairs in the middle of the night, like twice. Oh. And it, it was not pretty. Can't believe he did that. She is, she is beyond my like ability to really carry around safely. Well, and she sucks at riding down on the railing. Yes. I try to put her butt on the railing and like half slide her down and it doesn't work very if well. She could be cool like that. It'd be so much better. It would be cool, but she's not cool. And I was like, Ingo, like, I'm having a really hard time with this. And he's like, well, why didn't she just stay with me in the RV? And I was like, that's a great idea. Like, there's, if it's just the two of you, there's room. Just the two of us. Hobbs proceeded to have the best two days and one <laughs> night of her entire life. She was in bliss. Because there were no other dogs huh? and there were no other humans. It was just her and her favorite human, Ingo, <laughs> with no interruptions. And the RV small enough that I kind of have to be touching her at all times. She was, she like, was so happy. This is so nice. She'd look back at me and go, ooh, Ingo, <laughs> just the two of us, just like it should be. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> why don't you just take me in this RV and before like Before that hopper, before that Vank dog showed up. It was just us. But it wasn't. I was always around. 
and without Jen. Yeah, <laughs> you and me. How about we just drive this RV away and leave it all behind? <laughs> I did find her in the driver's seat in the mornings, <laughs> honking the horn. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would come down and I'd be like, "Cops, I haven't seen you in like eight hours." She wouldn't even wag. She'd be like, "What are you doing here? <laughs> like, Get out of here!" Give me side eye. She'd be kicking at the door to try to close it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her see. Don't let her see. <laughs> Uh, Brody, what do you want? Well, dinner. Second dinner. Door. Or derision. <laughs> oh, All right, let's take care of it. And we're back. Everybody has been fed. Well, Brody and Remy have been fed. Medicated. He got his insulin, right? Yeah, Remy's now watching the podcast from up close. <laughs> He's got his face right in Ingo's face. Okay, nice mouth sounds. Okay, so... That's him, not me. I understand. Um, So, Hops, as we said in the elevator story, screwed up her leg. And this is a thing that she has been doing. And it's kind of increasingly happening. And it's problematic. Her brain is fine. Her insides are fine. But her leg is not fine. And it's, like, the most important of the remaining legs. Yeah, well, one of the back legs gave out. It'd be, be, she could be compensating left to right. So it kind of has this going like, man, you know, I mean, she's not anywhere close to the end of her time yet. At the same time, if she can't stand up, like, that's a problem. And so we had her back in the vet. We've had her in for laser treatments, and we're doing all sorts of stuff for her. But I was like, is there a brace or something we can get? And the vet's like, we should have got that brace a long time ago. Like, there is. I should have said something about it. Like, yes, get, let's get the brace. Doc. And uh, so we have ordered for her this kind of bionic brace. It's like, you know, like when you tear your ACL, right? And they make like a knee brace and it's got like, you know, like hinges around the knee. Like it's not it's just like, a like frame and, and yeah, yes. hinges and, and yeah, it's not just like a piece of spandex that goes around it to support it a little bit. Like it's mechanical. It looks right? awesome. So they make these, um, and you have to make a fiberglass cast of your dog's leg. There's like a whole 15-minute tutorial on how to do it. They're like, if your dog has a lot of fur, you need to wrap it with press and seal saran wrap. And like, <laughs> here's how you do it. You need like eight different pieces, and they go like this. And then you wrap it with the fiberglass, and then you cut the piece off, and you got to tape it back together. So it's a whole thing. Wow. And then you send them that cast, and then they custom build a brace that fits on their leg specifically and helps them walk. And they, they do... Um, prosthetics which was not what we're doing we're getting a brace for her one good leg that's left yeah, according to the vet who took the leg off prosthetics wouldn't really work they don't seem to make a big difference I mean dogs definitely walk with them but it seems like it doesn't actually help them very much um, seems like the other leg still does all the work right yeah so so this will hopefully support that elbow so she's not having to put as much weight on it and can use like everything else that works pretty fine like her shoulder they did an x-ray her shoulder's perfect she has no arthritis in oh that good. at all yeah i guess I, I didn't tell you that from the visit this week but so it is the elbow it is th- yeah so she's like she's having weird problems kind of with her shoulder collapsing and the vet's like i think she's trying to put all the weight on the shoulder to like take it off the elbow and Maybe. that's why weird stuff is happening but so it's probably not the swimming she the swimming hurts that elbow the elbow yeah Oof. so the shoulder is not actually messed up it's just like she's trying so hard to not use the elbow that the shoulder is looking weird yeah she's doing yeah. weird stuff with the uh, with the shoulder yeah yeah so this should take the weight off the elbow and hopefully help 
Um, so the fiberglass casting kit is arriving tomorrow by FedEx, and I will cast it. Maybe I'm gonna maybe go into the vet, but I feel like oh, I'm you have to do document it. some of this. Oh, this it's is gonna be very exciting, very be filmed. <laughs> medical looking. Um, so we're gonna do that and uh, send it back to them, and then it's actually pretty quick. They need nine days for manufacturing, and then they ship it back out. Wow! And you get to pick a pattern that they put on the device. Like there was camo, right. which Inga was advocating for. It was like and urban camo. Let me, let me just put forward my theory and then you can counteract it. Yeah. The reason that you were attracted to the camo was because it would allow you to make jokes of like, where's your leg? I can't see any leg. That wasn't the reason, but it did occur to me while we were discussing it that I would be making those jokes. <laughs> totally, yes. Um, what we ultimately settled on was like skull and crossbones, but pink. Yeah. I have to say, I have been looking in the last day or so for like a rockabilly dress with a pink skull and crossbones pattern. I actually found one that was like almost the same pattern, like a pink background with skull and crossbones and like some black edging. It would have been like such a perfect match, me and her. And it's like sold out. So <laughs> it's like I'm on a quest you know, it was like somebody made it on Etsy, right? So I'm so sure they had a bolt of the fabric. I can't believe the planning that you are capable of. I, would, I wouldn't I would even be ordering the, the leg at this point. I want a portrait of Hobbs with her skull and crossbones and then me in like a matching dress with right, her. Well, get me a matching something, socks. Oh, that'd be good. I got yeah. a match too then if I'm in this portrait. I didn't, I didn't you ever think about you me? No, I mean, I don't want you in the picture. Well, Hopper does. <laughs> she sure does. She's <laughs> like, Jen, don't get that dress. I <laughs> just want Ingo. <laughs> Can you go wear the dress? I don't understand why not. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, that you know, if if all goes well, we should have it in a few weeks. So that's pretty exciting. Hopefully, it will help hops. Um, okay. Vink has a hot spot on her tail again. <laughs> we talked about this last week, I think. Why it's Vink? Like the root of her tail, kind of where her tail would touch her butt. She hasn't, like, she licks at it occasionally very frantically. It clearly drives her crazy. But at some point last week, I was like, it's so itchy for her, and she doesn't know what to do. So I, like, got a couple Kleenexes to just kind of rub on it to, like, kind of give it the satisfaction of itching without scratching it. And what happens is that she sticks her tongue out. Like, I rub that part of her tail, and then her tongue goes, bleh. You can almost if, push it. It's almost like a button. If I rub it, then she's like, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> It's like a remote control tongue it's button. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some uh, piggy bank or something where you push the button and the tongue comes out. It, it's weirdly involuntary, but rubbing that part of her tail. She's full of mysteries, that little one. <laughs> she, the poor dog, though. Like, yeah. she tries to, like, stand up and eat, and you can tell. I bet it's like her, like, other furs kind of brushing on that spot and oh it's got to be so ticklish and oh yeah and then she'll she'll like try to stand and you can tell like everything is just trying to like get it down and ultimately she ends up sitting down so she can have it pushing on the ground it's i feel so bad for yeah her. we feel we have, she's handling it well vanky and like but it hasn't been getting better over the week right no and i mean last night i had to give her some trazodone because she was just so agitated and not able to sleep and you know finally at 2 a.m i was like we're just we're going to make you not care about it. Who knows what's going on in her head? She's probably like, why is someone pinching me back there all the time? Ow. It makes her crazy. Some, someone there? But she, so she knows got some antibiotic ointment and instructions, but we just basically have to let it heal up. So that's Vink. And uh, Brody swam for the first time since all of his abscesses he today. He loved it. He did he, a great he job. He kind of 
sprinted into the water to make sure i didn't say no <laughs> <laughs> but we had agreed it yeah, was okay. yeah yeah it was he was permitted i think i told him but he never listens to me i think i said you can go swim if you want and he was like he like almost blew guac away like pushed <laughs> guac out of the way and went in um so that's good he's finally pretty much healed up and doing good oh and then he rolled in the mud or rolled in dirt that then became mud. And you made showered himself, him and then he rolled in the uh, mud. He made himself, he was so clean and then he made himself so dirty. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's it for dog updates. Guac and Remy are fine. Yeah. Well, Remy's going to Miami on Friday for his oncologist appointment checkup. Yep. So we'll report back on the cancer next week. Check your lumps. All right. Um, this has been a long podcast, but we still have a ton of content to cover, and we're just going to do it. You guys can listen. You can pause it at any point and come back to it later. You don't yeah, have to listen but, all at once. But if you if you have to go to the bathroom and you're just waiting for the last five minutes and wrap up, and Dad's corner, that's going to be not very long. Um, no, do go to the bathroom now. Yeah, you can push pause. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Under ramblings, we have three items. Uh, item number one: there was a fire at a doggy daycare. Neighbors helped saved all 115 dogs inside. This is a great story. This came up in the Washington Post, and I read it to Ingo, and then we both cried at different points. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is Washington Post by Kathy Free. Kenny Robinson was working in his Seattle office on February 1st when a coworker rushed in at 11 a.m. with urgent news. The dog resort, a daycare and boarding facility next door, was on fire. Where was this? Seattle. Mm -hmm. Robinson raced outside with several other employees from the contracting company PSR Mechanical and started taking photos of the thick smoke. There were 100 dogs, more than 100 dogs, plus employees, and then he saw all the dogs, and he's like, screw the phone, let's get the dogs. He said, I thought I can't sit here, I can sit here and watch, or I can go over and see if I can be of help. I knew there would be fire on the other side of that wall next to the dog run. Robinson was thinking of his own family's dog, Cody, that had died of cancer in November. He says, there was no way I could save Cody, but maybe I could help those dogs. He said more than a dozen people from surrounding businesses all rushed over to help the dogs before the firefighters arrived. So employees in the daycare center were just throwing all the dogs outside to get them out. Yeah. And so they're all out in the run. And then PSR, this contracting company the guy works for, they have a fenced parking lot. And so they just start loading the dogs <laughs> into the parking lot. So it kind of became this dog run. They had 40 dogs in their parking lot. Must It must have just been so fun and chaotic. Yeah. Um, so they had 40 there is a brewery next door and the brewery's like get the dogs in here <laughs> and so there's these great pictures of it's like all a brew these. pub right yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they yeah. Have like a, a brewery like people sit there and eat and drink too true yeah yeah it's like a bar restaurant brewery um it was clearly closed at the time like all the ta- chairs are up on the tables and it's got like polished concrete <laughs> floors and there's like 20 dogs running, running around, around in there <laughs> they're like this day at daycare was the best it was the best day we they're, ever had they're like it was sort of chaotic and then they have a picture of clearly like the lounge area of the group <laughs> there's like leather couches and tables and there's this like little puffy white dog like standing on a coffee table <laughs> <laughs> there was another guy from like a mechanic shop and he backed the like this van up and opened the door and a they picture just like a u-haul or something just yeah. throwing dogs inside and <laughs> yeah. then he like backed it up into their like fenced area and let the dogs out so he had like 27 <laughs> yeah so 115 dogs they all got rescued a couple of them had to go to the the vet hospital for like smoke inhalation all the people were fine too so didn't they do like 
they treated some of the dogs, right? Like EMTs were taking care of some of the dogs. Four dogs got CPR. CPR, I yeah. know. Good job, EMTs, man. But everybody's fine. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it just sounds like it was like g- generally determined, and then it turned kind of joyfully chaotic, which sounds great. Yeah. Like forty barking happy dogs running around in some you know, industrial <laughs> yard sounds hilarious. This is Lonnie Caraveo, general manager of Classic Collision and Auto Body Shop, said one of his employees backed a truck up next to the fence. The dogs could run inside the truck and be taken to safety. <laughs> we ended up with twenty-seven dogs in our shop, five littles and twenty-two big dogs. <laughs> Littles. Littles. So that's a pretty nice story. Get me some littles. Yeah. And then they like, some of the people weren't at the daycare, right? So they had, or were not in town. Vacation. And and left their dogs like, and went out of town. So that they had to like find other daycare spots for them and stuff. Yep. They got transferred. All right. Here's a story, which I like mostly for the headline. I mean, it's a sad story. Irish rooster with a violent past kills man with attack to the back of his leg. (laughs) With a violent past. Irish rooster with a violent past. Why do they always have to bring up the criminal background? Jeez. An Irish inquest found that a man who died in April 2022 is attacked by a rooster with a history of attacking people. (laughs) Why didn't they take his knife away? The Irish examiner in Cork, Ireland, obviously the Irish examiner would be in Ireland, mm-hmm. reported that Jasper Krauss was allegedly attacked by a Brahma chicken that was moved to his property in... I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I don't know how to say it. And we got Irish listeners. You guys can tell me how to say Ballina slow. Because <laughs> I know that's not how you say it. Anyway, the chicken got moved to his property after it attacked a child. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. That is a violent past. Brown said the man, later identified as Krauss, was on the ground with, you know, in the kitchen with a pool of blood and a <sighs> wound on the back of one of his legs. He <sighs> got, yeah. What'd the rooster do? He had a puncture wound on his left leg and a trail of blood from the house to a chicken coop outside. Mm, he was messing with the rooster. His daughter said during the judicial inquiry that she realized the chicken must have caused her father's death. She said, <laughs> the daughter said she suspected it was the chicken with blood on its claws. I mean, it's a good, good it's guess. A good guess. I mean, Sherlock Holmes it came, comes her, from England, but it still. It had attacked her own daughter previously. Ugh. Da- and she was probably like, Dad, this rooster is a menace. And he's like, nah, nah. Yep. I love him. It sounds like the the chicken got an artery. Packed him and got an artery. And in he died. the back of a leg. Yeah. Get real deep in there. Get the femoral oh. artery, I guess. Die real fast from that. That sucks. I better be nicer to... Key West chickens. No kidding. Those guys got those big claws. <laughs> they got, yeah, yeah. All right. The last one, which a number of people sent me, and I'm so glad that you guys send me stuff like this. Fort Myers man arrested after disrespectfully consuming key lime pie. What? Fort Myers Is man. Is this a statute that I should know about? <laughs> well. I've been sarcastic when I consumed key lime pie. I may have been critical. Dateline Fort Myers fla. <laughs> What constitutes the perfect dessert? Is it a balance of sweetness and tartness? <sighs> Is it something that reminds you of childhood? Could it be all of the above? While strawberry shortcake, <laughs> strawberry shortcake, <cake, laughs> strawberry shortcake might be the official dessert of Florida, there is no denying the true king of the sweet life in the Sunshine State, the key lime pie. I gotta say, you guys, the law that passed to make uh, strawberry shortcake, the official dessert of Florida, like that just passed last year. That shows the corruption in the state. There was a, an aggressive 
um, campaign by the citizens of Key West against making strawberry shortcake. They're like, why don't you make strawberry shortcake the official cake of Florida and make key lime pie the official pie of Florida, and then we don't have to have any problems. And they're like, no. But this is why this is when Key West was already persona non grata with the legislature. DeSantis right? hates Key West, you guys. That's probably why they did it, is to stick it to the Key West. There's a long and contested history regarding the citrus inspired treat. Ship salvagers and Key West cooks all lay claim to the original recipe containing a filling of condensed milk, egg yolks, and key lime juice baked into a graham cracker crust until tenderly set. Whether you prefer a meringue, which is the wrong way, or whipped cream, which is the right way, key lime pie is a staple of the Floridian menu. Opinions were yours. Uh, facts. Those are facts. Those they facts are mine. added. <laughs> I added those facts. Subheadline, the war of pie. That's why one Fort Myers man went out of his way to obtain his favorite post-dinner treat for his mother's birthday. He took the custard creation and secured it in his refrigerator, which would re where it would remain until the big day. There's no custard in key lime pie. Yeah, it's a custard. Oh, a based. custard. Key sure. lime pie is a custard. Just the consistency. Because it's just made with eggs. Oh, eggs and right. milk and key lime juice. All right. All right. He even warned another person in the residence, David Powelson, to please leave his mother's edible present unsullied in the icebox. But Powelson, drawn to the dessert remnant of a cartoon character, oh, reminiscent of a cartoon <laughs> character, was losing all control to a pie in waiting. So imagine like the little what a jerk. smells wafting and he's oh, like, oh, for Pete's sake. Following There's it like in. People who eat other people's food in office refrigerators. It's just heinous. On February 15th, around 5 p.m., the man slipped into a daze in his recliner when something caught his eye. Powelson wasn't just eating his prized possession, but was making sure there wasn't even one crumb left behind. Why didn't you just save me one piece? The dejected man extolled to Powelson. As the man's blood began to boil over the disrespect shown to his key lime pie, he confronted David, and the two became embroiled in a war of words over the final course. In his attempt to de-escalate things, Powelson tried to cool off his heated opponent by dumping two large glasses of water all over the pieless victim. That's a bad move, dude. With that, the Lee County Sheriff's Office was called, where the victim and Powelson each explained their side of the story, according to the arrest report. Following a brief investigation, Powelson was arrested and charged with battery on a person 65 or older. Nice. Yep. And then there's a little history of key lime pie. There's a recipe for key lime pie. Uh, it is an incorrect recipe. This recipe says three egg yolks. Four to five ounces of key, Nelly and Joe's Key West lime juice. A 14-ounce can of sweetened condensed milk. They're good so far. And then eight ounces of cream cheese. No. What is it? No. New York key lime pie? Cream cheese does not go in key lime pie. No. Don't. Just do the other things and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his mom's pie. That was going to be his mom's pie. It was his mom's birthday. I think, I think he showed admirable restraint. Powelson was taken to jail. Powelson should have been taken to the hospital and then to jail so there you go don't eat other people's pie you guys no all right um i would like to introduce a new podcast segment now. Wha what i know oh my god uh wow i know i i often talk occasionally about my um, alternate account don't bite anyone where I yep. tweet biting news yep. so I would like to introduce a segment to the podcast called this week in biting oh I like it and what I'm going to do I have a google news alert set up for arrested biting 
That, that means we can we don't always have to try to link it to Florida or Key yep. West, right? So what I'm going to do, like my Google News alert here just shows me like for the last few days, all of the many, many stories about people who are arrested for biting. So I'm just going to read you headlines. And if there's anything where you want a tiny bit more detail, I'll give it to you. And I won't read necessarily all of them because some are like repeats, like there will be a bunch of variations of the same story. Okay. But I'm just going to give you what it is. My Okay. Okay. Um, I'm also... Uh, we're starting now. We're starting now. Oh, oh. I'm, okay. Um, there's also a lot of stories about dogs who bite people, like police no. hunt for border collie owner after young girl bitten in park. We're going to skip those. No, that makes no sense. Okay. This headline from Coral Springs Talk is, Chomp on this. Suspect bites off police officer's hat in violent altercation. What? Yeah. I'm interested. Uh, a violent altercation turned bizarre when a man was arrested and charged with multiple crimes, including biting off a police officer's hat. How? What? No, now we're going to have to... Biting off of what? Off of his head, I guess. Not connected. According to the police report, Vincent Chopin became aggressive, or Chopin, became aggressive and refused to identify himself when officers approached him and the female victim involved in the altercation. Despite several attempts to detain him, Chopin resisted arrest and even picked up an officer's body camera to film the incident himself. Oh, good. The situation escalated when officers attempted to place Chopin's hands in handcuffs. He pushed and pulled away from them before finally being subdued and placed inside a marked police vehicle. But the violence didn't stop there. Chopin continued to kick the windows and panels, causing around $500 in damage. Bull. Chopin then attacked an officer when the vehicle's door was opened to calm him down, allegedly biting the officer's hat with such force that he felt Chopin's teeth breach into the hat on his head. <laughs> what does this guy have? Vampire? The victim Stapler? initially decided, though the victim, the woman that he was with, initially denied Chopin had become physical with her, but witnesses saw him being verbally aggressive and grabbing her by the front of her shirt's neck area. Officer checked the victim's neck and observed red markings consistent with being pulled by the neck. He was taken to jail. Mm. Interesting. Yep. Um, Ripon man jailed for stabbing young soldier and biting police officer during horrifying scenes. Nah. Uh, that's a uh, swimmer killed in brutal shark attack on crowded beach as witnesses hear his screams. So that's a shark doing the biting there. Where is that? Not Florida. Uh, the mirror is just the reporter for this. Let's see. Australia. Ah. Okay. Georgia man charged with biting off part of girlfriend's ear. That that one got a lot of coverage. Police man arrested after biting choking pregnant woman in McAllen. No. I mean, there's general themes here that are that's going to be people biting cops. Um, unfortunately, daycare workers biting kids is a thing. Is a thing. Every week, there's a different daycare worker. What is this Hensel and Gretel kids. daycare? That's terrible. Man screamed out before biting officer's arm at train station. Well, do the daycare biting kids? What's up with that? Oh, let's go back up here. Frankfurt couple arrested after play seven-year-old found in extreme unsafe conditions. Oh, that that kid just had bug bites. Um, well, bugs are biting are different. Also, yeah. without consent, and I hate bugs. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, woman charged after attempting to bite Gardee in public order incident. What's a Gardee? Oh, our Irish friends can talk to Ingo about that. It's a cop in Ireland. A Gardee? Yeah. Oh, don't bite Gardees. Uh, woman arrested after... Oh, that, that's, in, that's in Dublin. You sure it's okay. not Gardee? Gardee. Okay. G-A-R-D-A-I with a little slashy on oh, the top. Oh, well, well, well. Yep. Man charged with domestic battery after biting ex-girlfriend. There's a lot of domestic incidents. Yeah. Um, 
some uh, of if these. If a girlfriend buys bites the boyfriend, I'm I'm open to it. Okalahawa <laughs> man jailed for grabbing woman's throat, biting her arm. No. Um, Princeton police officer suffers minor injuries after woman bites arm. That's good. I like that one. Woman charged with stabbing pregnant woman in New Rochelle. Nope. Charged with punching, biting her mother in Yonkers. Yeah, that could. That's good. Woman gets topless, bites male attendant before trying to enter cockpit on flight to Russia. Before? She took off her top and then bit a flight attendant and then tried to get into the cockpit. I'm curious. Oh, you want me to read this? Yeah. I thought this is how this worked. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, I can't read all of them because there's like 80 stories. Really? There's like 80. There's like 10 a day. Oh, oh, And I'm going to go through the whole week. Oh, um, I need to be much more selective. I think so. But I, this this one I think is worth reading. Woman gets topic like bites male attendant. Okay. Uh, this is in India. So I'm, I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. Chandigarh. In a bizarre incident, a woman allegedly removed her top and bit a male flight attendant before trying to enter the cockpit on a flight from Russia's Stavropol to capital Moscow. Angelika Mosk. Vitinia had gotten up to smoke in the toilet as the plane was going through turbulence. <laughs> not a good. We're she not told, allowed to do that here. She told passengers they would all die. <laughs> Business plas- class passengers had to assist the crew to restrain her and put her in plastic handcuffs on the captain's orders. Ooh, that usually <laughs> is a m- mob scene when they assist the crew. Yeah. The 33,000 foot high drama began when she locked herself in the toilet and smoked. She opened up her top in front of other passengers, including children. And said, what? You're all going to die. That's what... And here are my boobs. <laughs> oh, that's it. Then the story ends. The end. <laughs> do you want to uh, take CB out? Yeah, I okay. think CB would like that. What do you think, big teddy bear? All right, Brody didn't do anything. He's just, he's once third dinner is what's happening here. All right. Uh, man jailed for biting member of rail staff. Calif- this isn't normally what I would read. California bill would prevent police dogs from biting alleged criminals. Oh, I like that. Brian Mann sentenced to four years in prison for biting police officer. Don't do that. Uh, the ex-Beyond Meat COO Doug Ramsey admits biting man's nose. This was a huge That's story. That's funny. Um, so the guy from Beyond Meat bit off some guy's nose. He got arrested <laughs> for this like a couple months ago, and so he pled guilty to it this week. That's terrible. What a jerk. This is not going to help vegetarians. Nose biting incident. That's a lot of the stuff. So there you go. Oh, no. And there was a police officer. Police officers allegedly bitten and scratched by teenage girls. A pair of teenage girls have been arrested after they allegedly assaulted two police officers at a train station. I mean, that sounds hilarious. There you go. What are they, jumping police officers and just biting and scratching them? Well, let's see. We'll click Eh, on this eh, one. eh. All right. Uh, A pair of teenage girls have been arrested after they allegedly assaulted two police officers at a train station in Melbourne. It's alleged that one officer was bitten and another scratched by the 15-year-old girls before capsaicin spray was used to arrest them at Southern Cross Station. Police believe the teenagers assaulted a woman at a fast food restaurant on Elizabeth Street early in the day around midday. The woman was not injured, and the two girls fled the scene before they allegedly entered a store on Spencer Street and stole alcohol. Yay, gender parity. Yep. I'm glad it's two teenage girls <laughs> and not a mob of teenage boys. Okay. So good on them. There you go. Yep. So that's This Week in Biting. It will be a segment that we refine, but I like being able to read you these headlines. Yeah, it's good. And I mean, there's going to be, now I understand the, the volume to excitedness. <laughs> there's thing. a there, lot. There's going to be seven headlines that jump out though. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll give you like, you can pick two or three. Yeah, that's cool. Over the course. Um, all right. So for Taste of the Keys this week, since we've had so much, uh, just Gwen Filosa, Gwen Filosa, friend of the squad, 
intrepid WLRN reporter for the Keys. Pulitzer winning Pulitzer Prize winning mm. Gwen Filosa, um, tweets, so this happened to a tourist in Key West last night. He ran out of Duval Street. So he's backing <laughs> up his car. And he eventually just backed it off the end of the pier. <laughs> into the into ocean. Into the ocean. He was in the car. That looks like a fancy car, too. Oh, it's a for, uh, Ford Mustang. Mustang. It's a Mustang. Maybe it's a rental. It, yeah. Uh, but it fell off the side of the pier. So he, he, like, ran one set of wheels off the side. So this is Sunset Pier. Yeah. You can't drive down where this is. Like, he backed up very, very far. He was clearly drunk. Too fast. Uh, I mean, I don't know that this report says he was drunk. But, yes, he backed way up into a pedestrian area. I mean, you see... Yeah, he, he was going down a sidewalk for a significant length of time. Yes, yeah. he went, like, around a corner on a sidewalk yeah. and then backed up in there. So his car went in the water. <laughs> uh a visitor was traveling south on Duval Street. He told officers he tried to back up and ended up driving off the pier and partially submerged his vehicle. Officers utilized ropes to secure the vehicle in place and safely remove the driver. <laughs> the vehicle was pulled from the water and removed by Arnold's towing. There you go. There they you do go. Every, they do everything. And, and someone says, ooh, I can't wait to hear the Golden Ratio Force commentary on next week's podcast. I can hear <laughs> Jen Goldbeck laughing already. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red sports car. Yeah. So you know it's a dude. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was taken to jail. He's definitely drunk. Taken to driving school. So that's Taste of the Keys for this week. It's pretty good. What's the German word of the week? It's very short. Good. Zwo. 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 Z-W-O. Yeah, zwo. That's how you say it. A lot of points in Scrabble for that word. That's how people say zwei. Yes, I've heard this. And because zwei and drei sound the same. So they'll say eins, zwei, drei. Yeah. Like sometimes if you're saying if you're saying the calendar months mm-hmm. instead of Juli, Juni, August. Yeah. Uh, they'll say Juni, Juli, August. Yeah. Or they'll say you know Juli, August. Yeah. Like they have wi- they're just because some of these words just sound the same for adjacent <laughs> things they'll they'll mix it around but Yeah. Zwoll. Yeah, zwo. which I think they m- I don't know if they say it. I think the at the train stations they still say zwei. That's a good one. But Germans say it's full. Mm-hmm. It's full. Just interesting to know because you might not be able to look it up anywhere. That's true. Um, you got anything for Ingo Corner? I don't think I have anything left. I'm spent seeing one. that butter candle. <laughs> it's still over here. Shooketh me. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh, it's all I'm soft gonna, now. Look at that. I'm going to have nightmares. Oh, it's right there. It's actual real. Oh. <laughs> I would have liked to have that butter, but now I cannot. It is turned into what my if I take the wick out? Nemesis. No, it's defiled forever. I could just actually. It's no, you can't unwick. Gross. Oh, gross! Can't un. <laughs> defile it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening to this very long, very rambly podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Oh, the beginning of many big things. And until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye.